G'day everyone, welcome to another episode of Swiss Pats. Thank you so much for joining us. I am Susie Lyon and Don is here with me as well. Welcome Don Delco to the Swiss Pats podcast. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Susie. I yeah, appreciate practicing it. Practicing my introductions, you see. It's very nice. It's very, very professional. Very professional. Gosh, somebody slapped me. <laughs> somebody has to be in this podcast, right? Because it's certainly not me. Well, that's the only professionalism you'll get from me this year. Now, we've got a really good episode for you. We have a guest coming on, Jason Ransom. He is a representative of the Basel Dragons, which is an Aussie rules football team. Uh, unfortunately, I was ill when you interviewed Jason. So I had to do this one. You had to do this one without me. I did. I did. I was lost. I didn't know what to do. I felt I felt just alone and scared, yeah. but I was able to get through it. You were able to get through it. I was actually super gutted about this because I would have loved to have watched you play, play Aussie rules football. It was a scene, man. Yeah, it was a scene. So I was uh, I was tucked up in bed uh, with a with a cold and um, and I missed out. But it's a really great interview and uh, and you got to got to learn some rules, didn't you? Of the uh, the old Aussie rules football. Still have no idea what's going on. What I do know that is going on right now is our holiday giveaway. That's right. And it's going really well. So far, we have given away a spot in a bagel making class with Vicky from Arbucks Bagels. Yep. We have given away a wine and chocolate combo yep. to a Aussie. Surprisingly enough, the winner of that was an Aussie. Totally not rigged. Totally not rigged. And then uh, just last week, we had awesome giveaway of a bunch of pies. Yes. We that one six winners. Everybody's really excited about that one. That was that big. That one was very popular. We got some hate mail. You know, why didn't I win? You know, yeah. where are my pies? That sort of thing. So we people, are sorry. But, people standing uh, outside the Swiss Pat's office and uh, yeah, with, torches with, and uh, with pitchforks. Yeah. I want my pies. Um, but we've got, uh, we've got more, we've got, uh, some books that we're giving away. We've also got some, uh, ketchup, which is a previous guest from Connie's ketchup. That one is going to be exciting because they've got a new ketchup. So, and even today's guest, Jason was donated some cool looking, uh, uh Basel Dragons beanies of the yep. AFL team. And, uh, she's got a lot of cool things uh, coming up. So follow us on our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter for all the details on how to enter and a chance to win. Yeah, we're making it super easy. All you have to do is uh, make a comment about uh, about something. We're gonna we're gonna give you the the question that you need to answer, which is gonna be nice and easy for everyone. So uh, definitely get involved in that. Yeah, it's going good. So, you know, before we uh, before we get to Jason's interview, I uh, I want to talk skiing. Oh God, really? I know, I know. We were uh, talking skiing earlier this week. Isn't that enough for the season? You're so just, grumpy about this, aren't so you? Just talk once about skiing and then we can be done with it. But the holidays are here, man. It's like getting that time to go skiing. and Yeah, I'm the only one, really. I've, I've, I've met maybe two other people in my entire time in Switzerland that is with me on the let's not talk about skiing. I was with you before I moved here. That's true. Yeah. I was on... Even after you moved here, you were a little like, yeah, let's not talk about skiing. Let's talk about golf. And then I was like, no, let's talk about skiing. <laughs> we can't talk about it. We can talk about the President's Cup that just happened in Australia. 
in the US US one. But they didn't it, get smoked out. They didn't get uh, No 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 no. We beat the team that had some Aussies on it on uh in Melbourne. Oh, I was so. referencing the bushfires that are devastating the country, but uh Oh no, I'm talking you, about golf. Yeah. Yeah. Uh we don't get serious here. But uh <laughs> yeah, I just you know, last year was the second year I tried skiing and it really kinda started to click for me. And yeah, there's uh the snow really doesn't really come down hard until after the holidays, right? That's kind of really when the ski season kicks in. But there are some places you can go before the holidays, which uh, actually one of them I'm going to very shortly. It's called Zermatt. Yes, very popular one. Home of the Matterhorn. I'm very excited about this. But they, uh, you know, obviously it's famous for skiing, but it's one of the places where you could ski a lot of years, a lot of days of the year because of how high it is. Yeah. You know, so if you're looking for some early season skiing, Zermatt is definitely a place to go. Sosfe, I know you've been to Sosfe before. I have, yes. Is that where the infamous thumb incident happened? Or? No, my thumb was broken in France, in Chamonix. Oh. So Switzerland is, you know, is still has the thumbs up from me. Yeah, and this, <laughs> oh, nice. And you're so proud of that one. And uh, that's obviously it for the people who don't know, the thumb injury has f- forced your early retirement. In yeah, skiing. early retirement from skiing, like uh, definitely uh, not healed to a point where I feel like I could jump on another pair of skis. Yeah, I and mean it's a one hundred percent healed, but my, you know, physically ego, there. Physically, yes, but but the thumb still is holding me back. Mm-hmm. And mentally, you're checked out. Yeah. So we got Sasfe, Zermatt, Verbier. Never been. Uh, those are kind of the three main plot places to go like now, really, if you want to be guaranteed snow. Um, and it's funny because, you know, we booked something a few days after Christmas and it's like, Lindsay's like, uh, there might not be snow. Right. I'm like, oh, gee, I didn't, you know, I'm so new to the skiing thing. I just assume, all right, let's go skiing. There you go. And there's the snow. But sometimes you might not have snow. Well, I mean, what Bruce does, because we also have booked something that there, there might not be any snow and that's fine by me, but Bruce like has apps on his phone that tells him about the 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 quality of the snow. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So he's like always up to date on, on whether it's going to be worth it. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. He tries to tell me about it. I, I, I ignore it. Just gloss over, kind of like when he talks about golf in the summer. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sensing a theme here. Hmm, me glossing over anything sport-related. <laughs> Not Aussie Rules football, though. No, no, you, uh, uh, you're all about that, aren't you? Yep. Who's your team? Is it the Sydney Swans? The Swan? Sydney Swans, of Swans? course. I'm from, I'm from Sydney. Got to support the Swans. Yeah. So there's, uh, listen for the interviews, a bit of controversy when it comes to the Swans. Maybe we didn't talk about that. Maybe we did. It's been a while ago, I don't remember. It was a good conversation. Jason's a really cool guy, and... Uh, here he is, Jason Ransom. All right, and joining us now is Jason Ransom. And Jason, it's just you and me. Susie's homesick, so I'm just dealing with one Aussie, which is all I can handle. <laughs> no worries. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So we brought you on. You are part of the Basel Dragons, which is Aussie rules football. And I'm here to tell you how much American football is better. We're just going to have that debate. <laughs> And that's it. So we're just going to hash that out. This is going to get ugly. (laughs) Right. No, so I do want to get into that. I do want to get into the Aussie rules football and everything you've established here. Uh, But I want to talk about you first. Sure. So what brought you from Australia here to Switzerland? 
so my wife had just completed, my wife is Swiss, and mm-hmm. she just completed her studies. And she was doing the whole backpacking down through Southeast Asia and Australia. And instead of bringing back the, the uh, a stuffed koala toy or something, she brought uh, back a real Aussie. Okay. She loved it that much. Wow. Yeah. So you're a souvenir that she kind of kept around. That's good. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Are you allowed to take the koalas out of Australia? Is that, you guys allow that? No, definitely not. Just, just the toys. Maybe the kangaroos. Yeah, maybe though. kangaroo. There's, there's plenty of those, but definitely not the koalas. So have you been, to, were you ever outside Australia? I know there's some Aussies that really have that wanderlust. And were you one of them or you just met a girl and she's like, I'm going to Australia. And you're like, well, wherever you're going, I'm coming. Yeah, no, look, you're, you're absolutely right. There's a lot of Australians who like to travel and explore. I wasn't one of those. I was very career focused and enjoying my, my, my job and my life. And then all of a sudden I met this beautiful Swiss girl and I woke up the next day and I was in <laughs> Switzerland. Yeah. So what did you do back in Australia? I was a real estate agent okay. by trade. So yeah, selling houses. So when you come here as a trailing spouse, as I was, as Susie was, what did you find, I guess, difficult and how did you kind of establish your own life? Because yes, you're coming here for her, but you also had this life in Australia where you had to give up, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I found it very challenging because my only goal with coming to Switzerland was to be with my wife. Mm -hmm. And then when I got here, I was like, oh, Oh, what what are we doing? And I arrived on a Thursday, and my wife said, "No problem. I've booked you into German classes. You're starting German on Monday." I'm like, <laughs> "German? Don't we, don't we speak Swiss here?" And she said, "No, you got a lot to learn." So <laughs> I started off in German classes straight away, which which was fantastic. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you really kind of jumped into it. Um, do you guys speak German at home, or do you speak English? Um, so we're a mixed family. So uh-huh. with my kids, my wife speaks only uh, Basel Deutsch okay. and I speak uh, English. Well, I read, I try and read proper, correct English. <laughs> but when I speak to my children, I throw in a lot of Aussie slang as sure. well. Yeah. yeah. And my question is, and we might need to cut this short. Do you have any Tim Tams in the house? No, they mm. last when once they get into the house, they last probably about ten seconds. Those things are absolutely incredible. Ah, oh, see, we're gonna get along like uh, a house on fire. So I love good. Tim Tams. Oh my god, they're incredible. Um, now I lost my train of thought because I'm just thinking of Tim Tams. So, uh, <laughs> okay, so you you move here. Um, how old are your kids? Uh, my son Balin, he is five, and my daughter Lagatha, she's three. Okay, so there was yeah. a bit of time where it's just you two, and you're learning German, you're learning how to live here. Um, what did you What did you do then once you got the German down, or once you were taking those classes? I mean, what was What was it like for you? Sure, I was I was really lucky. the The school I was learning uh, German at at Academia, they needed an English teacher, so I just threw myself in, and after learning. How to speak German? I right. learned how to how to teach English, so I started teaching English, and then moved into their international school. So I was I was working, and then at the same time, working in the school, you have the school holidays off. Sure. So I was jumping on EasyJet flights here, there, and everywhere because I'd never travelled or explored before. So it was it was a wonderful experience it's to cr- do that. It's crazy how easy it is to get around places here, you know. And you tell people back home, yeah, I just went to Barcelona for the weekend. They look at you like really, but it's like it's so easy just to get around. It's incredible. Now the teaching was. W- did you ever teach before? You were in real estate, and now you're a teacher. Was it just never, never? But I, I had the the attitude that I have to start from the bottom and just try whatever I can can and do whatever I can to not necessarily to survive but just to to build a life here yeah so that opportunity presented itself so I, I grabbed it with both hands that's great I mean you're very lucky you, you see some people really struggle the training spouses struggle oh definitely you know, yeah ab- absolutely I was 
I was more lucky being married to a Swiss where I had a lot of support from not just my wife, but from her family as well. That's they really nice. treated me like a king. So I was very lucky in that respect here. Yeah, that's really nice. They really took care of the, the souvenirs she brought back yeah, from Australia. <laughs> definitely. I'm, I was a novelty. <laughs> so we're talking to you. We're here because because you're running Aussie Rules football team. Now, the one thing I've I've really enjoyed about Switzerland, it seems like whatever you're into, there's some sort of club from anywhere in the world, right? There's some sort of club you can get involved with that – you know, it's some, a tied to back home, right? So when you first came here, I mean, you played, I'm assuming you played Aussie Rules football back in Melbourne, but you come here and what do you do, right? Uh, so kind of take me through this process of, of, you know, finding this sport and starting doing this sport here in Switzerland, bringing it from Australia. Sure. So in 2017, there was a, a young man by the name of Stefan Bergener in Winterthur. He's half Swiss and half Australian. And he just got a bunch of his mates together and they formed a club in Winterthur, the Winterthur Lions. And they started traveling around Europe playing in different tournaments because there were no other teams in Switzerland. But there's other teams in Europe. There are other teams in okay. Europe. It's quite big in countries such as England, uh, Ireland, Croatia, Germany and France. Okay. So there was a lot of other teams for them to play and a lot of other tournaments. And we got in contact through a Facebook group, the Aussies in Zurich uh, Facebook group. And then he encouraged me to start my own club in Basel. And we got in touch with a, another guy named James Ollie down in Geneva. He was also quite interested. And once once there was the momentum just started to build, <laughs> it was, it, there was just no stopping. And then yeah. all of a sudden, people started contacting us. And the nice thing is it's... In Basel, it's not just an, an Australian club. We have a lot of uh, expats. We have a lot of guys from England, France, Ireland that are living in Basel or around the around the regions okay. who come here to work. And they all just got involved. And it's been not just a football club, but a really good uh, way for us to connect with... Um, with the Australian community to connect with uh, expats and also Swiss. We have a number of Swiss that have taken up the game. And I should okay. mention that the Winter Tour Club are just all Swiss. <laughs> so really yeah the game is really growing and, and we're really excited that uh, a lot of swiss uh, have taken up the the game as well so you have it on the tv right now and yes. i'm i'm looking at it and it's just i have no idea what's going on and like for me as an american football grew up playing it watching it consuming it obsessing about it and i still do even here you know i i could watch an american football game and i know exactly what all 11 guys on each side are doing like i I just know the game. This game looks so just different to me, but it does look fun. It really does. You guys aren't wearing any 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 sort of protective gear, um, which still, when I watch this or rugby, it just blows my mind. Are you wearing like athletic supporters or their cups or no? No, there's there's nothing. There's no, there's no support. But <laughs> but you're right when when you say it's very exciting. It's a very exciting yeah. and and fast game, and that's that's what we've found has attracted a lot of people to it. It's it's very fast, very versatile. You're doing a lot of running, a lot of kicking, a lot of handballing. I've noticed it's it's different. Like in rugby, there's those there's a lot of those like um, they kind of line up in a line and they just kind of push forward, right? And you yes. do that to some extent in football, but this is, they're really spread out. So I guess kind of what are the basic tenets of, of Aussie rules football? So the basic tenets are kicking, handballing. So there's two ways of, to pass a ball. One is to kick and one is to, to hand pass with, with both hands. You hold okay. the ball in one hand and knock it with the other hand. Okay. And then the other would be the, the mark, which is catching catching the ball. They're probably the basic tenets. And then you aim at the goals. So okay. 
The goals are four sticks. If you put the, the ball through the middle sticks, that's six points. And the two outer is one point. Okay. All right. And are they t- are they high scoring games or is it difficult to get the ball through those sticks? They're usually high scoring, and that's probably what that was probably the motive, the biggest motivation for me to start the club in in Basel is that I'm probably going to get a cop a lot of flack for this, but when I watch soccer, it's it's very low scoring. You sure. know, one nil, yeah. two nil. Where in Australian football, it's very high scoring. There's a lot of goals kicked. It's it's very exciting. Yeah. Um. So that's sort of what pushes me towards Australian football. This is a safe space. It's okay. I'm, yeah, not, okay. I'm not big on soccer either, so it's quite all right. Um, so yeah, so that I guess that, and, and then there's the physical part of it too, right? Where yeah, it is definitely. A, it's a physical game. It is a physical game. So there is a uh, tackling involved, but there has to be a uh, safe tackling. So it cannot be above the neck and it cannot be below the waist. Okay. So you cannot physically tackle someone around the legs and trip them because there's a very uh, large chance that you could injure the person as well as tackling someone around the head. You you cannot do that. So talking sure. about safe spaces, the, the head and below the waist are the safe spaces for us. Yeah. Now, what position did you play or do you play? Well, I, I played a couple of years as a junior footballer and then quickly discovered that I wasn't any good. <laughs> and I had a mate who was also in the same position and he said, hey, I've got a brother. He's an umpire. He earns uh, quite a, quite good money at the weekend. So I became an umpire, and my my footballing career with Australian football has always been as an umpire, and that's okay. what I still do today. Really? Yes. Yeah, because I guess that was my. Uh, that's a good question to have: is like, who umps the games, right? Like, okay, you have a bunch of guys that want to play, but you need someone to kind of control the action. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're very lucky in Switzerland that myself uh, having experience as an umpire. And James Ali from Geneva is also an experienced umpire from Australia. Where in some of the other leagues in Europe, they just have to share players, have to share that responsibility mm. of umpiring. So we're quite lucky in this respect here. In yeah, that's nice. So you don't you don't play for the Dragons. You are just uh, you're mostly an umpire. Yes, and my wife's very thankful for that. <laughs> <laughs> is it a younger man's game? I mean, or is it? Uh, yeah, is it is it a younger man's game? Uh, definitely not. We have uh, quite a few guys in the league that are in their 50s. Okay. Um, we have quite an open league. And for example, my father is 65 and still plays in Australia in an, in an over 60s comp. So, really? Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, that's it's awesome. really good. That's really cool. So the um, the league that you started here, when when you started kind of you know trying to drum up this business or drum up this this interest, um, it seems like that was a lot of had to be a lot of work. No. Yeah, there, it was definitely a lot of work, but we've, we're lucky that on the AFL Switzerland committee, uh, myself included, we have a really good committee that work really hard, and on that committee, all the clubs are represented. And going back to also a local in, in the club, we've got a, a great team in Basel that also do some work and, and also help me. So we're, we're very lucky in that respect. And do you guys just play on soccer pitches or where? Because the, the, the shape of this field is, is kind of like circular, right? Yeah, it's it's an it's an oval shape, um, and in Australia you would play with eighteen on a team. Okay. But we cannot find fields in Europe that are of that size, so sure. we just play nine aside. And you ideally aim to get a rugby field. We've been quite lucky that we've been able to play at the Basel Rugby Field, uh, oh, Matta okay. Park. Um, if if a rugby field isn't accessible, uh, then we aim for a soccer pitch, and okay. we play nine aside. Just to condense it down to match the the size of those pitches. Gotcha, gotcha. And so now you said there's four teams 
in Australia, or I'm sorry, in, in Switzerland. Switzerland. That's correct. So there's the Basel Dragons, the Winter Tour Lions, the Geneva Jets, and the Zurich Giants will join the league next year. Okay, very cool. And when is the season? Like, when do you guys do you guys play all year long? Is there a certain time frame where there's the season? So we traditionally play during the the warmer months, the summer months. Um, so we don't clash with the the rugby and soccer um, seasons. Okay. So our season probably goes from April to September. And it's six rounds, so it's quite spread. So there'll be maybe one or two rounds in May, one round in June. Then we break for for July because traditionally everyone wants to go on holidays. There's a lot of families. And then we'll conclude it in uh, August and September. Okay. Now, this... Explain to me, and maybe you don't know, but kind of the basics of why this got started in Australia and why it is so popular, uh, obviously, there. Like, what what is the, the, the roots of this game? A uh, very good question, um, and it's, it's it's a very long answer, so I'll try and condense it okay. as, as shortly as I can. Um, cricket was very big in Australia, sure. Australia being a, a colony of, of uh, Great Britain once upon a time, and the cricketers were looking for something to do during the off-season, the winter months, to keep themselves fit and active, and okay. they just developed uh, Aussie Rules football there, and it just grew and grew and grew over the over the over a century and, and a bit to be the most uh, popular sport in Australia. And it's probably the, the fastest growing sport in, in many countries, especially in Switzerland, mm-hmm. that would manage to have four clubs get off the ground yeah. within 12 months. And yeah. you come to our games, there'll normally be about 100 people that are coming to watch. And we're always getting a lot of inquiries and a lot more people that are wanting to play the game. The reason it grew in Switzerland, or in, sorry, in Australia, I'm getting yeah. the countries all screwed up. Is it a... Is it a pride thing? It's because, you know, this started here, we developed this game and, and it's like a it's kind of like a, a national pride thing. Um, or is it just because it's a lot of fun to play? Um a bit a bit of both. So in the in the state in the larger states of New South Wales and Queensland, it's still very rugby dominated in those okay. states. Uh, Australian rules football began in Melbourne. And it really was a poor person's game in some respects. So it became really tribal. So mm. the clubs that are today are still really there. They were born out of um, some of the poorer suburbs in, in Melbourne. They became very tribal and very... <sighs> there was a lot of pride. And sure. so, for example, when, when you meet someone for the first time in Melbourne, you would introduce yourself. You know, the first question is, what is your name? And the second question always is, who do you follow? Okay. Yeah. 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 And so there's, there's, there's the rugby and the, is it like a rivalry between rugby players and Aussie rules football players? Do they like, you know, is there kind of like a competition or a rivalry between like, well, this sport's better, this sport's better, or is there any kind of cross pollination going on or are they kind of separate to their own little worlds? There was a little bit of rivalry, but Australian football has probably dominated um, and has and has grown exponentially in Australia. Where rugby, uh, some will some will argue differently, but rugby mm-hmm. has sort of gone a bit bit backwards. Where where Australian football has just grown to become so dominant, and probably the most popular game in Australia. Okay, all right. What do you love most about it? Why do you why do you why is that this been a sport that's kind of stuck with you so much? Just because of where you're born, or, or what is it? What is it about the sport? 
Definitely where you're born. So if you grew up in Melbourne, especially myself being born in, in the 1980s, when you grew up in, in Melbourne, there was two seasons. Mm-hmm. There was football season during the winter and there was cricket season. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that was, the, that was the motivation of starting football, helping to begin fo- Australian football here in Switzerland. I was just missing it. It's something sure. that's just, you've grown up, it's, it's part of you. Um, it's a fast and fun, exciting game. And also the social uh, aspect of it as, yeah. as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, who do you follow? Who's your team? I follow the Sydney Swans, okay. just, despite coming from Melbourne, because the Sydney Swans were originally uh, a club based in South Melbourne, which is where my family are from. Okay, and they moved to Sydney. They did. They were they were, strugg- they were struggling financially at the time, and. The AFL, uh, which was the VFL, the Victorian Football League, wanted to expand the game to encompass all of the states in Australia, and that was the first team they started. They moved the South Melbourne to Sydney. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, because Melbourne, Sydney, there's a there's a oh, rivalry, there's, right? oh, there's, yeah. there's, there's a huge rivalry. Okay. You know, if you come from Melbourne, we're yes, <laughs> better than Sydney. Sort of like that Basel Zurich sort of sure, rivalry. Yeah. 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 Um, so what's the goal here with the with the AFL here in Switzerland? Um, wh- what are you guys? hoping to get out of this i mean are you at the point where you're happy you got the four teams you guys are playing you're just having a good time or um what's the goal with this we, we would like to continue to grow. We would eventually like to have more teams into the competition and we would just like to continue growing it. Um, we would definitely like to have more women playing the sport and more juniors playing the sport. So the focus was definitely on the men. We've played mm-hmm. a mixed league because we did have some females in, in all of the clubs and we didn't want them to miss out. Sure. So we play a slightly different version where the men can tackle the women, but it cannot be a really rough tackle. Um, okay. So you cannot like physically dr- slam the the female opponent to the ground. Right. Um, so they have a R- probably out. a good rule. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. We didn't want them to miss out, so we've done our best to encompass them. But eventually, we would like to have uh, two separate uh, a female competition mm-hmm. and a male competition, like they do at AFL Europe uh, tournaments. Okay. All right. And and so there is a there is a women's league in Australia, like the yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, it's it's. It probably start. It started a couple of years ago, and it is very quickly growing. Mm-hmm. And the women's uh, game, the women's Australian football game in Europe, has grown really quickly as well. So if you go to AFL Europe tournaments, uh, it's called the biggest one's called the Euro Cup. There were eight women's teams, and we were lucky. We had a, a Swiss women's team that represented Switzerland okay. in that. And you said the the team in Winterthur is mostly Swiss. Yeah, probably ninety what, percent Swiss. Really? What's yeah. been their feedback? Like, why do you have they said to you or any of your friends why they enjoy playing it? Um, mostly because it's a fun and fast and exciting game. You know, once you, once you get the ball in your hands, you, you can run and bounce and quickly kick and, mm-hmm. and hand pass and there's tackling. There's there's a lot of excitement around it, and we're really lucky that uh, Stefan, who started the team in in Winter Tour, being half Swiss and half Australian, he had the knowledge of Australian football, and okay. then he had the contacts of going to a Swiss school, and he just invited all of his mates. He just <laughs> anyone, everyone just spoke to about it. Said, "Come try." And once once they tried it, everyone just fell in love with it. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, truthful talk. Have you, sure. have, have you seen an NFL game, an American football game? And your I've, thoughts? I've, I've not I've not sat through a whole NFL <laughs> okay. uh, game, but I have I have seen it because everyone knows about the about the Super Bowl. Sure. Um, I tried to get into it a little bit as as a child, but my father's always dragging me back to AFL. Yeah. So I, I picked a team, but I haven't really followed up on <laughs> on watching that team. Well, it's funny because you mentioned about the action in Aussie rules football, and like it's 
you know, American football, it's short bursts, right? Yes. It's five seconds and then they break and then five seconds and then they break. And so like, I could understand like coming into it early on and looking and be like, eh, there's constant action going on in Aussie rules football where, you know, the American football, not so much. So yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. So do you watching? So for me, I have some late nights watching games going back six hours, right? Sure. What's it like for you when you're trying to follow Aussie rules football in this time zone? We're we're lucky that the during the summer months here it is winter in Australia and that's when the game is played during winter. Okay. And because of the time difference it's usually 8 hours behind. So I can get up in the morning at about 7 8 and watch some of the games and ah. some of the night games will start here at uh 12 p.m. So okay. I can sit there at lunchtime and, and watch it. And my my poor wife, who brought me the <laughs> subscription to watch the games, <laughs> wasn't so impressed when I would get up at 6 a.m. and watch games back-to-back until about 2 in the <laughs> afternoon, and all of a sudden the Saturday's gone. I don't yeah. do that too often anymore. Yeah, it's kind of hard with kids, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah. you kind of miss those days where you just sit on the couch and just watch it all day long. The right? good old days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't fly as much anymore, yeah. So how do people find out more about uh, about the Basel Dragons and about uh, Aussie Rules football here in Switzerland? Sure. So we, we have a website, uh, baseldragonsafc.ch. We also have Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So we can be easily found. Send us a message on, on any of those mediums and I'll write back to you uh, very, very quickly because okay. we're always looking for, for new players. And you also have a podcast, correct? We do. We have the AFL Switzerland podcast. Thank you for mentioning it. Sure. Um, we we discuss a lot of uh, we discuss the the league, everything that's happening around. We interview a lot of people that are involved uh, in the league, mm-hmm. not just from a playing perspective, but also from an administration, from a supporter perspective. And we're always looking to interview more people and okay. get a sense of what's what's happening here in Switzerland. Cool. Well, we'll link to all that stuff uh, on our stuff. And uh, Jason, this was fun. I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Let's go have some Tim Tams. Yeah, great. <laughs> I got some in my house, actually. So. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thanks for your time. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. Um, before we get to one other news item, we want to thank Jonathan Martin of a Shropshire lad in Switzerland on the Facebook page. Uh, Follow him for some really good English news on what's happening in and around Switzerland. Keeps you updated. Yeah, thank you, Jonathan. We steal all your news. Shropshire. Shropshire. I want to ask you a question, Don. Okay. Do you do Christmas cards? No. Why? Because it's 2019. Right. So the only people that give me Christmas cards are Americans. That's why I was asking you, because I'm surprised that you said no. Because I thought you'd be like, of course. Oh, no, it's a thing. We just don't do them. So I got my first one yesterday, and it is so fancy. Now, I guess I'm going to be able to see this, but look at this card. They wow. had this made especially for Wait, themselves. that's the family? Yeah. So it's very artsy. So it's a photo that it looks it, like... They had it commissioned. It's a photo of... The, it's, a, it's a painting of them skiing. Oh How fancy gosh. is this? And I was like, oh... I got it and I opened it and I was like, am I supposed to give you one of these from me? Like, no. am I supposed to do Christmas cards? Because that ain't happening. No, no. It's so fancy that I'm like, I'm going to put it on my wall. It's really cool. I guess that's the point. I, You know, I would say since social media really took off, like people, they, you know, 
basically what happens is they're like, okay, well, let's get a nice picture of the whole family. That's our Christmas card photo, and we send it to everybody. Right. And I get these photos, and it's like, well, you just posted a picture of your kid at soccer the other day. Like, I know what he looks like. I don't need a <laughs> right? Like, right. So I guess, like, people posting photos of their family online has kind of slowed down the sending the card. There's also a thing that some people in my family used to do. In addition to the photo, they would write a letter. Oh, yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Detailing that's, everything that happened true. in 2019. There is a family in my family that d- does send a newsletter once a year. Yeah. That I will get that soon. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, I don't send Christmas cards ever. I've never, ever um, had like special photos done or anything like that for Christmas. No. Um, so I, uh, this is my, like I've gotten them in the past, but this is the first time I've gone, wow, this is really special. And now I feel like maybe I should, maybe I should like draw a picture, get mm. it printed on cards and then send it to everyone I know. I don't know, man. It seems like a lot of work. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? I, I, It's a nice, nice sentiment and I get it. And I remember my mom doing them. Um, and then the first year we got married was was 2009 yeah 2008 sorry and we got married in november and then we sent out the thank you cards and then we didn't because of that we didn't send christmas cards and i just remember not doing them and even once we had kids just not doing them because of social media and it was just i don't know but it is a thing people still do it like a a buddy of mine just said hey what's your address my wife wants to send a card to you guys and that's great i've you know it's wonderful but i i don't want to make you know oh well, hey there they are and here it goes in the bin well i think everyone should uh take a, a, a page from my friend's book and, that is stunning and yeah. get some artwork commissioned for their christmas card every year that is really really cool and really different um you know i send some packages home to some people uh it, but you know that's about it yeah, I'll I send a message on WhatsApp. Hey, man, Merry Christmas! I don't even send packages. Happy New home. Year! I uh, when I was in Australia recently, I took my um, nieces and nephews shopping. I was like, "This is your Christmas present. Get whatever <laughs> you want." And the parents, my brothers and sisters, were like, "Well, we were planning on getting this, you know, to ask for this from Santa." I was like, "Too bad. Sorry, got it already." <laughs> so I was like, favorite Arnie. To the kids. Oh, yeah. But, like, enemy number one to my brother and sister. Yeah, it's more important, though. They were like, "That's that that was going to be from Santa. It's, and I was it's like, more important I am the, Santa. It's more important being the cool aunt than it is, I, absolutely. you know, placating I was your like, brothers and sisters. Have you met me? Seriously. Yeah. So, yeah, they're they're a little annoyed, but uh, at least my, at least my ne- nieces and nephews are happy. Now, very, very quickly, before we go, I want to tell you this story, Don, uh, because this happened in Basel. And you know, hey, I that's lo- where I live. You know, you know, I love a police story, oh, especially yeah. so so close to home. Um, so, a 26 year old man was driving in uh, in Basel. He was on the A2, which is a you know big road, one of the big ones. <laughs> Go real fast. <laughs> one of the main ones. And uh, right on, on the A2, there's a, a border patrol where if you um, are coming into it, you need to have a a, a vignette, I think it's called. Um, which is basically the tax that allows you to ride on the motorways. If you don't have it, you have to ride on the on the back roads. If you do have it, you can ride on the motorways. That's what they're for. Yes. Instead of paying a yearly tax, you pay this and it's in the sticker form. So he didn't have one. He was driving his parents' car. He didn't realize it didn't have one. So he paid a 200 franc fine. 
Oh my. 2.45 in the morning. I mean, you know, that sucks. He probably went, oh, this really sucks. I'm going to kill my mum and dad. I can't believe that they take the back roads and I didn't even, <laughs> yeah. you know, think to mention it That's to me. Awful. To make sure I didn't take the main roads. So he said to the police officer, please, Mr. Policeman, where shall I get one at this time of night? Because it's 2.45 in the morning and I would like to ride on the on the main roads and not break the law. Sure. And now that I've paid you 200 francs, I'd like to ensure that I uh, continue to be a law-abiding citizen. And they said, oh, just head down this way. Just go down this road and you'll be able to pick one up in Pratelm. And so we went, thank you, Mr. Officer. Have a nice evening yes. or morning, I guess. Yeah. And off he set. What do you know? The same officers, a few minutes later, pull him over and gave him another fine. Oh, come on. For not having one. Isn't that ridiculous? Makes my blood boil. Why would they do that? Because it's the police in Switzerland. So then he was like, well, screw this. And he went to Germany and then went all the back ways to get home. But he complained. And the police went, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. That is a little disproportionate. And so he only had to pay the first fine. Good for him, though. Yeah. It's only a $40 vignette, too, by the way. Yeah. They're 40 francs. They're 40 francs, and they're definitely worth getting. You have to have one by the 31st of January. Yes. I already got mine. Oh, you are so organized. No, I'll get mine on the 30th of January. <laughs> I guarantee it. I, I will, I'll be like, oh, I must pick one up, and then I will pick one up on the 30th. Fun fact, this may interest you. There are some places at the Christmas market and or some stores around town that sell some delicious pastries where you purchase that pastry in addition there is a little vignette i mean you paid the 40 francs but right and and don't, i've heard about this but i haven't seen it don't you can don't you get them as gifts with your friends or family's license plate number written on it yeah that's crazy yeah i mean if you know my license plate number i'll accept that as a gift i'd be kind of creepy though if i did yeah like hey what's your license plate number like that would be weird that's a little that weird. would be a weird thing to ask a friend or family like <laughs> right what's your license plate number on text like yeah. hey nothing suspicious just wondering what your license plate is <laughs> date of birth mother's maiden name yeah. just just some basic information first social security name. number yeah awesome well that's it that's i feel i feel bad for mr daku who uh, who had two fines and had to deal with a complaint to basel police but good on him for fighting it because that sort of thing just Pees me off. Yeah, really. It is good for him. Yeah, good on him for like standing up for sticking it to the man. <laughs> but make uh, sure you get your uh, your vignette for your car. Am I saying it right? I don't know. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. I thought um, it was vignette. Vignette. Yeah, you're probably right. Vignette. Ving, vignette. Whatever vignette. it is. It's a sticker. Like lasagna. Right. Those two words sound nothing alike. No, the G N. Like in lasagna. You say it lasagna, vignette. Okay. Okay, I, I believe you. <laughs> you don't look like you believe me. No, I, I definitely do. Right, well, thank you to Jason for coming on and uh, giving us an awesome interview. Lasagna. Lasagna. Delicious. That's what we're having for dinner tonight. Thank you once again for listening. We uh, appreciate every single one of you that gets this far into the podcast and listens to us. Uh, we appreciate every single like on Instagram, every single like and comment on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we love you. Merry Christmas. See you next year. Yummy.